This is a podcast of two type A girls working hard to untangle the BS stories and expectations related to this illusion of perfection. Life is hard enough without adding pressure to be more, do more, be the best. It's an ever moving target. And so, in an attempt to inch closer to our authentic selves, the vulnerable, messy, and uniquely beautiful, we have decided to push back. Bit by bit, we are untangling society's demands of us, sinking in to our own intuition. If something makes us feel more alive, we're doing more of that. If something drains us, we're gonna practice removing ourselves. This is a journey we hope you'll join us on. Together, we will explore insights, tips, and tricks, all in an attempt to help you uncover your truest, most authentic self. We're back. I am just seriously loving the fact that we get to do this every week and that we've chosen to make this something that we spend some time on because I think not only are we hopeful that it's resonating with some of you, but I can't even tell you how life-giving this is for us. Whether or not anyone listens, Mm -hmm. I think just being able to talk through some bigger picture concepts and depth is like really a cool experience. So super grateful for it. Yeah. It's been a lot of fun. And I even was reflecting this past week, like when was it that we called each other? Maybe like, was it July or August? And cause I first texted you like a year and a half ago, maybe about doing this and it just wasn't a good time. And then we revisited it, but we were like, we'll just try it out. Like just a trial run. Um, and it feels like we're kind of like moving out of that now I would say like it feels like okay this is a thing and we're buying equipment and all of that yeah so we're getting into our group for sure so but none of that happens without all of you listening so just super grateful that this is resonating with people enough yeah. that we're able to continue to do this absolutely all right today we just kind of throw out random topics that have been on our mind or our heart or just Things that we've been interested in, and I think this whole concept of, like, adult friendship is something that's really big, knowing how much relationships are a big part of my life. And so, navigating the difference between friendship when you're in second grade and you see the person all the time and, like, you wore the same shoes and so now all of a sudden you're best friends, whether or not you even know their name, and then... All the way to adult friendship where it feels weird. Am I oversharing? Do they actually want to be my friend? You're always kind of second guessing intention and how you're being received. And so all that time in between and where that leads us now and um, the idea of intentionality and quality over quantity and all of those things I think are big concepts that we're going to be able to delve into today. I'm glad you mentioned like the friendships in second grade because I wrote that down just like the difference of when we're in school because it's almost like you have a captive audience like you have to be my friend because we spend Monday through Friday together Um, and I think that's something that a lot of people experience is once you move out of high school or for some people that go on to college once you move out of college it's like that's when everybody's taking these different paths and lives. and you, you just don't spend that time around people that are your age necessarily. Yeah, I think a big piece of that is like the whole idea of where do you find friends. So like we said, it during school, you have a commonality. 
obviously, and some of that is just time spent together and you don't have a choice because these are the 20 people in your class and so you better find someone you like. Um, mm-hmm. And or your kids or your teenagers or you're in college, so there's built-in things that are the same without even trying. Um, and a big piece of that, I think, is you're all in the same life stage, right? So you all are not yet married. You don't have careers pulling you in different directions. But then when you get out of those stages and you become an adult, the people you encounter on a daily basis may or may not be at the same place as you. And so you might be in a job, which is probably the commonality that a lot of you are going to have or where you're going to frequently encounter the same people on a regular basis. But one person might be on their third divorce with no kids and one person might have five kids at home and the other one um, chooses to travel every single weekend and the next per- right? So every single person is not only at a different age or a different life stage or close to retirement or this is their second day on the job and there's not necessarily a built-in commonality except for the fact that you happen to work in the same building. Right. You're mentioning commonality a lot, and I'm curious, maybe this is like an obvious question, but do you feel like that is the foundation of friendship, is some sort of commonality? Oh, that's a good question. I think to start, I think that maybe is what initiates friendship, like that gives you something to connect over, talk about and connect over. Yeah, I don't necessarily think it's a requirement for a long-term depth friendship. Like a lot of the people that I am friends with were in very different, we may be the same age, right? Because that's a good start or they're people I've known since college or one of my first jobs. So we are similar in age often, not always, but often. Mm -hmm. Um, And so things that were common then, we've kind of all taken different paths and may no longer be common, but because of the depth But I think the commonality that's most important, which we touched a lot on last week, is that you have maybe not the same values, obviously, but similar values. Right. Like if they're too different, right, it's going to be hard to connect at any depth. Um, But at least if a couple complement each other or connect in some way, I think that gives a foundation. And that commonality is a deeper level than... Just we wore the same shoes or we're on the same team or we go to the same art class. As you were talking, I had a bit of a light bulb moment because I reflecting on my own relationships in life, I feel like it does start with that commonality piece. So like one of my good friends now, our commonality was that we went to high school together and now like she has two kids and like just where we're at in life, our stages and what we're doing are so different, but we're still friends, even though we don't have that initial piece that we once have. Um, But I think when those things that you have in common start to drift, or maybe if your values aren't the same, I think that's when this big topic of like intentionality comes up, which was like red flashing words for me when I was brainstorming on this topic and that's where things get a little bit tricky for me yeah I think there has to be a mutual 
understanding and investment. So the whole idea that it has to be two-sided, right? And I can be intentional about a friendship and put a lot into it and be constantly reaching out or sending a gift or thinking of you or um, whatever that looks like. But if it's never reciprocated, that's not a friendship, right? So that idea that in order to be a friendship or to get to any depth, not only do I have to be intentional in feeding into it, but it also has to be received. And not just received, because someone can receive a gift or receive a compliment or thanks for thinking of me, but reciprocated. And so that intentionality goes both sides. And like you said, I think that's where it can get complicated where I want this friendship to go somewhere or I Mm -hmm. feel like there's potential here. Um, But if we're not in mutual agreement or mutual need even of that, then it may or may not go anywhere. I think a big part that plays into that also could be like what's on somebody's plate at the moment and their season of life. Because the reason I say intentionality is hard for me is because friendships is something that I actually really struggle with um and I while I do want to have those close friendships I think that like it's almost like that I can say it but am I acting it sort of thing because yes I really want friendships but then I often have so much on my plate and maybe that's just an excuse but I sometimes I don't feel like I'm acting on that wish or being as intentional as I probably should be. I think that's fair. And I think part of if you've been lucky enough to have um, friendships of a certain length or depth of time, I think there's a mutual, there can be like a mutual understanding that we don't necessarily have to connect every day or every week or even every month. Um, but you can still be considered one of my good friends. And I think that is totally okay too, that there's this, um, respect and grace given when you have a solid foundation. So if that friend from high school is super understanding that you're now getting your master's and things with your family and work is crazy, and then you are mutually understanding that she is two kids and married and a job and so also is pulled in a lot of directions and that's a mutual hey we're both busy like it is okay if we're not connecting because you are giving and receiving that grace um there's something magical about that too where there's that understanding but yet when you are able to connect and come together it kind of sometimes even means more And so I was thinking about that too. I have this group of friends that I'm really lucky to have from college. So we talked how I jumped majors and many of my friends started from that biology world, right? So there's Mm -hmm. nine of us actually. We call ourselves like the best bees. A bee was our mascot in college. And so we're the nine like best bees. And we are very, very close. And all through college, we did everything together together. Um, and now it's 15, 16 years later and we still are that group. I can tell you there's many of those in that nine that I only talk to like two to three times a year 
but I would still consider them a close friend. Whereas there's other individuals in those nine that I talk to almost every day. Um, but when we do get moments to come together, it's as if like no time has passed and I can be totally uninhibited. They've seen me at my best and my worst and through a lot of stages. And so I don't have to put a ton of effort in. And because of the lack of effort it takes almost, like I feel super recharged and I am reminded of myself, if that makes yes. sense. And I think now it takes a ton of intentionality to get us all together because we now live like all over and out of the nine of us, there's probably like 18 kids by now and we all have different jobs and married, like all the things. And so in order to get some of us together, right, like, hey, I'm coming into town. If you're available, everyone come meet and let's go hiking and then for wine, like that's kind of our go-to. And so... When we're able to do that, it's really great, but it takes some intentionality. Like, in order to see most of them, I have to fly back to the Midwest. Again, or, it's like that thought followed by the behavior, even the if it action. takes some time. Yeah. Yes. But it takes a lot of intentionality on the front end, right? And understanding that it can't be all the time. That kind of thing is like once or twice a year. But once I'm there, it takes almost no effort because it's so natural um yeah I don't know where I'm going with that except for the fact that those kind of friendships are if you're lucky to have some of those like some of the most beautiful because I don't feel the pressure to like text them all the time or check in but I know if I needed them I could I'm having like a funny moment because I was like yes that makes exact exact sense that it's recharging and you can just be yourself um I've had a best friend since second or third grade. And again, like I struggle with friendship. So Cam, my boyfriend, like I honestly don't spend a lot of time around like girlfriends or whatever. And recently I was reconnecting with that friend, Clara, that I've had since elementary school. And Cam knows that I'm very socially anxious. I'm awkward. I'm introverted. And so leading up to like her and I getting together he was almost like nervous for me because he knows (laughs) how I feel and I was like no like this is okay and I had to like literally tell him like when I'm around Claire I am like 110% myself even though her and I talk a couple times a year it's one of those people that I can just like I I'm just myself and that leads me into a topic that was also huge for me when reflecting on friendship um having to do with like authenticity and as somebody that struggles with perfectionism and how that can lead into wanting to be liked by everybody I honestly think when I like reflect on why friendship is hard for me I think that's a piece of it because I struggle to just be my authentic self when I'm trying to make friends or trying to reconnect with friends that have maybe like those relationships have dwindled with time and seasons of life and all of that. Okay, so I have two thoughts that come from that. But the first one being that idea of perfectionism. Is it because you're worried that if they see your unfiltered, authentic self, it's not as quote-unquote perfect 
and it's messy. We're all messy when we're authentic. We're not exactly this perfect career person. Like we're not necessarily what social media would portray us to be, right? And so if they see us unfiltered and messy, that feels really vulnerable. And because you know that if someone sees that side of you, then there's a risk involved, right? Yeah. My response to that's really easy, actually, right next to my note saying authenticity, I wrote projection. Um, because my fear in everything in life, even if I'm just meeting a stranger or whether or not it's a friendship, is that that person I'm interacting with is going to see me the way I see myself. Oh. And that's something I've struggled with my whole life, that I am always my biggest critic, always finding my flaws. And clearly that's something I've like worked on a ton, but that voice is still in there, even if I'm trying to quiet her. Um, and so I think I'm, I'm always trying to like be quote unquote, unquote perfect or like my best version of me, even if that doesn't actually look like me. Because I'm trying to avoid other people seeing me the way that I see myself. Whoa. I think that's like a... I I guess that makes me wonder then, when you do have some of those friendships, like Claire, for example, where you're able to, to some degree, right? Like let that go and be unfiltered. Why are some of those friendships potentially different then? The first thing that came to mind was time because like I said Clara and I had have been friends since second or third grade like elementary school and okay I'm having a light bulb moment at that time in second or third grade I did not struggle with the body image and self-esteem issues that I did from probably like fourth or fifth grade on it almost feels like the re- relationships that I've made since I have severely struggled with those issues are almost different. Where I didn't have those fears of, as many kids don't. Like, you're not thinking of, like, how am I being perceived by others? You're just yourself. Because you're in your body where, I think this happens for all people, but especially for me. At one point or another, I began to, like, view myself as third person. And I was always looking from the outside in and more worried about like how I was being perceived than just being in my body and this is getting a lot deeper than I expected (laughs) for it to be this was (laughs) I think that's interesting I had wrote something like is length of time that you know someone a requirement of depth and I think for you you're saying possibly it is But then I had that light bulb moment and I'm like, maybe it's not time. I think this all like orbits around my own issues with self-esteem and perfectionism and all the stuff that I always mentioned, like my food and body stuff. Like there's just so much there and it's affected my life in all areas, honestly. So I wonder... Now, like hypothetically, you run into someone and you start this mutual friendship, mm-hmm. not saying you're in a perfect place, but a better place than you had been in the past. Absolutely. And because maybe 
you're a little little less tainted by that third person, that um, obsession with perception and how you're being perceived. There is possibility there and hope, right, that because you're in a better place, you're going to... You're going to be able to develop yeah. a deep friendship even at this stage in your life. Yeah. This almost feels like a therapy session. <laughs> um, yes. I know when I was going through my coaching slash therapy over all of this, um, it almost was a transitional time in my life where I did have one close friendship then that like has unfortunately dwindled um but it almost makes sense that during that time like I didn't have time for anybody and whether or not that's an excuse or what like I can fullheartedly say like I spent that year focusing inward and trying to heal a lot of this these deep issues um and so as I've like improved and healed I think that I for the first time maybe over the past nine months or so am trying to be intentional with making friendships and while it's still very hard for me and that voice is still there I think it's quieted some and while I don't feel like I have these really super duper close friends like my rider dies I do have people I could reach out to and be like hey do you want to hang out even if while hanging out with them I'm still a little anxious and my introvertedness and social anxiety is happening um it just feels like it's something I'm like currently in the process of working on, but it's 100% still a struggle. Yeah. What this ties so closely to something I thought about too, is the effort it requires, right. To find a friend and then formulate that friendship and mutually determine whether or not it's going to continue in one direction or another. Right. And Obviously, that's not said. You don't sit down and say, like, where do you see this relationship going? But you, there are signs, right? And so that does require effort. And this willingness and openness to be uncomfortable. Because even if you're an extrovert, me, who doesn't have some of those struggles, I think, like, you're still uncomfortable going into the situation being vulnerable, But also, this is the other piece, if we're honest with ourselves, are we actually comfortable, like, being alone? So, like, in order to get out of being alone, it requires some uncomfortability. But staying alone and not having to put yourself in this vulnerable position is not comfortable either. So, would you rather be uncomfortable and alone or an initial uncomfortability to lead you to feeling less lonely with other people. Right. I'm laughing because I feel like my entire mantra in life, like I literally have a saying tattooed on my body that goes with this whole theme of like in order to grow or do anything in life, like you have to be uncomfortable. And I feel like that's essentially what you're saying. And yet I'm not practicing and that as much in this area of friendship within my life but you're right like you do have to be uncomfortable if you want to reap the rewards of having those valued relationships yeah and when we said like for you right we said in the current example 
the length of a friendship is a factor. Mm-hmm. We're hopeful it's not a forever factor, correct? For me, it is a factor with some of my friendships for sure. Like I gave the college example, right? Like my best friend, like we met the first day of college. So that there is a length of time. We've really been through it within our friendship and both personally. Um, For sure it's a factor. But I can also honestly say that more recently, um, okay, so since being in Texas, I've talked about this. Like I didn't feel like I had my people, right, like in Texas. And I still have significantly more and deeper relationships in the Midwest, whatever state that means, right? Everybody should just reflect on the fact that like, as we talked about in the get to know us, like you have moved and had to go through this process so many times. And <laughs> a lot for of me, times. I'm like, how the hell? Um, I Okay, that's a good segue because where I was going with that, and then it also leads me to another thought about that, is this quality over quantity, I think that changes. So I've had to do a lot of work. I am not comfortable being alone. And I have a very big social need, right? More than many people. And so in order to do that, I have to put myself out there to get to know people and um, whether or not that becomes like a deep friendship or not. So to some degree, I'm okay if I have a social need met because I am friendly with people at work that feeds me some of that social need. Or, even if it's not a deep like even relationship. Correct. So I have a big need for deep relationships, but I also can acknowledge that not every relationship has to be deep to be meaningful. Okay. So I have at one of the schools I was like consulting at, I happened to meet a teacher who loved reading books just like I do. And we started a book club and I'm now in a book club of like eight women that I only see once a month during book club and I super enjoy it, but they're not necessarily people that I call on a daily basis to hang out with, but they meet a need. We have an intense common interest where we really enjoy each other when we're together, but that's meaning a need, but not like my deep level needs, right? Mm -hmm. Whereas um, putting myself out there at work and being friendly, having some reciprocal conversation or some laughs back and forth about a situation that feeds me in a different way. Um, so I felt like I was really finding that in Texas through, right, like parents of other kids who are in dance. Like I've met a lot of those people and really, really enjoyed them. Um, the parents from the football team, like we really, really get along. Or putting myself out there to be friendly, not sitting away while they're at practice and being on my phone, but like putting that down and having conversation. Um, but I've been surprised to find that there's two friends within the last couple months where it started as, hey, we get along at work, let's go to happy hour once in a while, to the conversations we started having in those moments became more and more open and vulnerable. And because of those couple inklings of, whoa, I feel really weirdly like comfortable sharing. Mm -hmm. And they also feel the same way. Like, this is cool. And then that's developed into a much deeper trio of friendship unexpectedly, 
right? And so, but we would have never discovered that connection had we not first said, oh, we kind of get along. Let's try to go out for coffee after work one day, right? Like that takes, it took initial intentionality, but now in that friendship, there doesn't take intentionality. Like it just kind of is unfiltered and vulnerable naturally. Yeah. Everything that you're saying, at least for me, is tying back to like authenticity again, because it sounds like when you guys were able to connect and develop your relationship further, it was when you said like, oh, I'm having more vulnerable, open and honest conversations with this person. But you have to be intentional about being authentic and not trying to show up as like this version that you think they might want you to be. So again, I think that that's just so key in relationships and maybe like why I struggle with it so much because of how, whether it's intentional or not, I almost have like an unwillingness to open up in that way or just not sure how to do it. Yeah, I think I... As adults in general, and me too, I'm not saying I do this all the time or it like is super comfortable for me to be vulnerable and that's why I end up with... And when do you decide to? Right, right. And I I think with those two, it was very unintentional almost. Like the initial getting together was intentional and hanging out and like a service level enjoyment. There is something about a connection you didn't see coming where all of a sudden, without thinking about it, I was like saying vulnerable things. I'm like, what the heck? I haven't shared that with many people in my life. And then to have that received with such openness and grace and grateful. Like they were grateful that I was willing to share. And like we will say that to each other like, And it tells them they can share. Yes. Like, thank you for sharing. And it wasn't just me sharing. It was very much, it became a safe space um, and continues to be. And that's only started in the last two, three months where it's gotten like deeper. And so to see that kind of develop is such a gift. Um, But yeah, if we weren't all in the same place or if we all didn't have the same need um it may have not become that right. and that's okay too that's what I was going to say next is I think it's so key that you didn't go into that relationship like I'm trying to make a deep friendship right now you know how like they always say for people that are looking for a relationship like don't look for it it will come yes, yes. like it, it does almost feel like that because as I've said in the past couple of months, I have been trying to prioritize friendships, but it almost feels like I'm like trying to like force this deep friendship with somebody where you do need to go into things just open and see where they end up, I guess. I think that's been the shift for me. So I've been here almost three years now and this just came within the last two or three months and I think what you just said of at the beginning, I was so deeply craving to find deep friendships that I almost hindered myself. 
And when I let go of the fact that I like needed deep relationships, and I can talk about how I got there, but then it kind of opened up. Like when I was okay that my social needs were being met, even if it wasn't a deep, deep friendship, but I really enjoyed the people and like Mm -hmm. could text or call or hang out with them at a practice or whatever um, and let that be enough. Once I was comfortable with that and kind of let the other side of it go where I was like forcing something, that's when it started just happening, right? So when I stopped trying as hard, not trying as hard... Do less. Amen. (laughs) Like, I was still working at it, and I was still putting effort in, right, to be social, but I wasn't forcing the depth or disappointed when not every single relationship became this deep thing. Exactly. And I think for me, part of that became when that wasn't happening right away, and I started reflecting, and I was like, okay, At the end of the day, like, I have these two friends, so we've talked about them, like, my cousin and my best friend from college, who I can and do text and talk to all the time, and when I started connecting with them, like I said, we can't, like, monthly, we'll get on Zoom and talk about a deep topic, like, once the depth of connection um, was more appreciated, that I have those people in my life, and even though they don't live in the same town, that doesn't detract at all from the depth or how that feeds me. And I was like, okay, I don't need every single person in Texas to be my deep 4 a.m. I can call you another friend. I already have those friends. And so if I have my social needs met where I can hang out and be with you and enjoy you, and that's enough. And so once I made that shift and actually just appreciated what I already had even more, I did already appreciate them, but appreciated that even more, It took the pressure off. Absolutely. I'm writing down things as you're talking. Um, As you're talking about like letting the pressure go on relationships. I think the reason that it's difficult to do that is because we let it mean something about ourselves. If those relationships aren't developing into these deep 4am relationships where that's something we need to let go of because like cliche as it is like not everybody is always going to like you or like it does it just doesn't have to be that deep always um but also as you're talking I do almost feel like this sense of jealousy because you do have those two close friends that like you talk with and you say like oh yeah we hop on a zoom and have these like really deep conversations and I'm like damn like prior to us talking like this. I'm like, I don't do that (laughs) with anybody. Yeah. Um, But it brought up this element of comparison for me. And I think that like social media, you can see these people in really large friend groups or see the things that they do in their relationship. And it's so key for people to know that like your friendship might look different than that. So again, we are now having these types of conversations as well, but like, it's okay if like, the people that I hang out with, we show and practice our relationship like different than you do with your friendships. Um, Like not trying to compare or mimic how anybody else's looks. And I wrote down like, they always talk about like the love languages. And it's almost like there are these other languages for how friendships looks and not everybody's going to be the same. And that's okay. 
Yeah, I think that's, even though I do have some good friendships, I definitely fall into that trap too of like people who are going and like those damn like theme parties where they all dress up cute and they all like show up and play games and they look cute all the time and it looks like every single weekend they're going to do something fun and social. Like I totally get jealous of that too because I think I would enjoy that. It doesn't mean that's where... Actually, it doesn't even mean that I would enjoy that because I think I would be, with all the other things in life, like, it would feel like a lot, right? And so, totally feel that comparison thing, too. I think a big part of adult friendship that makes it so hard, and this is legitimate in many ways, is we've all accepted, right? Like, adult friendship is hard, period. I don't think many people would debate that. Um... And I think one of the reasons, or probably the biggest reason that people, or the two biggest reasons that adult friendship is hard is A, that vulnerability. We're not, for many reasons, we're like trained, basically, to show that vulnerability with people is not necessarily a good thing. And then number two, or it's risky, it's just really risky, right, on how you're going to be received. And then number two, it's we're busy. We're all busy. We have schedules that do not match up. And so I may want to hang out and I have a free night, but the two or three people that I ask to hang out all are like, oh, I have this or I have this, I have this, and they're busy, right? And so the thought I had about this is we're busy all the time. I get that. And also we are choosing where our time goes. So if we know that being social in whatever capacity that is, or we know that that connection and moments with friends are important, we choose how we prioritize our time. So I can say, like if I'm you, like I can say I need to spend five hours on this paper, but what's the less is more? Is it good enough if I only spend two and a half hours on it and that leaves me two hours to go get pizza with a friend? feels like you're like smacking me in the face with this one <laughs> <laughs> that's just yeah that was an unfair example I no, could... <laughs> no I'm not I'm saying that not in like I'm offended I'm saying that in I'm really guilty of doing that where I say I want the friends and I don't think that I am acting on it in a very intentional way but then yet being sad when I don't have those friends that I can call on and I'm using this excuse of like, I'm so busy, which I am, but that's also because, again, the perfectionism, I'm trying to pour 100% into my job, into this podcast, into school, and where does that leave me? Like, you know from texting me, like, I feel like I'm drowning, and so how, where am I prioritizing or having the time for those friendships? But maybe if I, like, gave a little bit that time would show up. Yeah, and I think you'd be surprised that sometimes it takes some effort. Like, I am tired, and one good thing for me may be to go to bed early or have a Sunday at home. That's probably true some of the time, for sure. Does it take effort to, A, be vulnerable and reach out and risk being told, no, I'm busy, by someone else? Yes, that takes effort. Does it take effort to like get ready-ish and go meet them somewhere? 
and know that that's going to take a couple hours out of your day that could otherwise be spent resting. Absolutely. However, for me, and again, not for everyone, but for me, and I think many, it's also super recharging. So like you think it's going to not be worth it because it's going to require some effort and energy, but it ends up actually giving you more energy than it takes. I just had a huge light bulb moment. That's why I was snapping my fingers. I feel like (laughs) Um, it does lead back to your question that you taught me of like the simplicity of asking ourselves, is this, I can't remember, what's your exact wording? Like, is this fueling or taking or energy giving? Energy giving, yeah. Yes. Yep. Because of course it's like always going to take more energy to act on those relationships, whether that's just taking the time to text them or actually going and hanging out with them. And I think that I use that as an excuse often as like, I don't have the time for that. But if I'm really like pausing and reflecting, I would know like sometimes that energy is worth it because it's going to be giving. Not always like I'm not always going to have that time, but once in a while I need to let something else give so that I can receive that energy somewhere else even though it's requiring the energy and the intentionality yeah I think when we go back to that energy giving or any energy draining like an initial gut reaction would be the energy giving is when I let myself rest and doing anything is energy draining right like at a surface level and that's not always the case And sometimes it is. Sometimes it is the case. It's that simple. Like, I can't keep doing, doing, doing. I need to rest. And that's true, too. Um, So I have to say no to some things. But I've also found that sometimes the opposite is even more true. If what I'm choosing to do actually feeds me and aligns to my values and aligns to some of those needs that I'm actually acknowledging that I have. Right. Believe it or not, I'm not going to reference Brene Brown right now. Um, I listened to Mel Robbins podcast before. Oh, I love her too. Yes. Yes. Um, I don't know if you've heard this one again, it was about friendship, but she said there's like five lies around why adult friendships is hard. Uh And the fifth one was like, I'm too fill in the blank. So again, I felt like I was being smacked in the face because it was like, I'm too busy. And I'd say that a lot. Um, and I just feel like it's supporting what you're saying that we do have to be intentional and make the time for those relationships. Yeah, I think it can't be understated though. That that doesn't always require, like, I have four hours in the middle of my day to go see someone. Because that's, A, only going to apply to people that live by you. Right? So, like, many of my friendships don't. Or other people's don't. Um, so, that automatically takes that away. Um, I don't think it can be understated that, like, a simple text that says something as basic as I'm thinking of you, or you run across a song, or a meme, or some post, or, you know, when your phone sends you, like, the memories or whatever, like, those things, 
it can't be understated that the meaning behind that or how good it feels for you just to send a text that takes you five seconds to say, this made me think of you, feeds in to that connection. Because I could be in the middle of a bad day and get a text like that and like automatically it shifted. Or I'm old fashioned and a very big believer in sending things in the mail. And so I love when I get mail from you, <laughs> it just is like, it never happens, right? All we get in the mail is like bills, bills, and, <laughs> bills and junk. And so to open your mailbox and actually see like a card or whatever it is, like a little something like the other day I found like these air fresheners for your car, like of my cousin's favorite character. Okay. Um, and so I bought them. They were like two bucks. And I put them in the mail. And the other day she sent me a message like, oh my God, these just came in the mail and you just turned my whole day around. And so just the importance of like little, this made me think of you, takes three seconds of your day. And you just fed that connection in a way that didn't require a ton of energy, in a way that is different and very personal that feeds into that depth and that meaning behind a relationship. Like, I don't think that can go understated. We're not saying that all of these connections require you spending time hours and hours and a whole weekend together. And you're saying this, um, but it feels like you're speaking to me too. Like I'm, <laughs> I'm not the one saying that because I also need that reminder of what was coming up for me as you were talking is black and white thinking, which I'm so great at doing. And I, <laughs> I think that's another hindrance for me in my relationships is it's like, if I'm not sending this very deep and thoughtful message, then like why send it at all? Where it's like, no, it doesn't have to be that. Or if I'm not actually going out and having this like Instagram worthy night with this person, then what's the point? And it's like, it doesn't have to be that. And so I'm in this with anybody else that's struggling with it. Like, this is really hard for me. I I think we can just all agree. I don't know that there is a way to sum this up, but we can all agree. And there's a lot of things that I am good at in relationships. And I they're very important to me. And we already said that's one of my biggest flaming red values. Um, And I have figured some things out about it. That's not to say that this stuff isn't still hard and vulnerable and exhausting some of the time and life-giving and life-draining and all the things. Like, it's all the things all the time, whether or not you feel like you're new to thinking about this concept or a pro. Um, I think we can just all agree that there's some uncomfortability around... Vulnerability, yes, yes, uncomfortability results in some of this growth because it does absolutely require you to be uncomfortable, vulnerable, let down some walls, putting yourself out there. God, these all sound awful. Why would anyone want to do this? All of these things are hard. Like, they are hard. But also, like... Just the meaning of life comes down to you not feeling lonely and to you feeling connected with those around you at whatever whatever depth that is, right? Whether that's just you and a stranger notice 
the same cute bird and you just kind of giggle or smile or look at each other. Like that's connection. Um, you sending that simple text or you, oh my gosh, last minute something was canceled. You reach out to this friend. They say, whoa, I had something canceled too. Let's just hang out. And you just watch Netflix and hang out and you don't even have to talk a lot. Like all of those are different ways that don't have to be a big deal. And so I think this like false excuse of we're too busy or don't have the energy like is something that requires active intention to combat because it's also real. It's not that it's not real, but what comes from it if you put a little bit of effort and intentionality and energy into it, like you're going to get a lot more out of it. Yeah. You were listing all these words related to this topic and the two that I wrote down that I feel like for me at least underlie this entire practice of maintaining or developing friendships is intentionality and authenticity. And how cool is it when you like find those relationships where you're able to just be yourself and not put the effort in? Like there's just nothing like it. So I just hope for everyone that although it does require effort that we're kind of more open to putting some feelers out there and just see what happens because you might be surprised at the unexpected connections that kind of arise. And I'll be working on this with you guys. <laughs> <laughs> it's never ending. What do we say? It's a never ending cycle, right? All right, until next time, just go text someone, smile at a stranger, put yourself out there and ask to go do something that you wouldn't normally do. Good luck and have fun. <laughs>